Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia and our Dean, Teresa Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. Hi. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Much better than last week. That's right. Jessica had a stomach bug. It was food poisoning. It was food food poisoning. poisoning. Yeah. I'll get into it. We figured it out. We figured out what it was. All right. It was a mystery last week, and now we've solved it. Well, this week we have an incredibly special guest. I think that I have known our guest since I was 24. Whoa. So that's 22 years since we became friends. It has been such a long time since we lived in the same city, but one of my most wonderful memories of her moving to Vancouver was she was also from Montreal. So I immediately was like, okay, well, this person's going to be great. (laughs) And she started her own business recording voice messages for companies while she was working as a bar manager. And she's just the coolest person. And she lived with my friend Andrea. And she's here with us today. It is a voiceover actress, coach, and author, Lily Wexu. Ah, welcome, Hi. old buddy. How are you? <laughs> Good. You? Do you remember that? Living with Andrea and, and recording in your bedroom or in a closet? I can't quite remember, but... Yeah, I totally do. First, it was in the closet up in the living room, and then we switched bedrooms. Like, after a while, I don't know why we had this thing where we're like, you have the good bedroom, and then I want it after. (laughs) So I don't know why. We did a switch. And so then I was downstairs. Yeah. Wow. And now everyone's recording in their closets. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I wrote a book about it, how to record in your closet. Pretty. I mean, it's not what it's called, but it's pretty much it pretty much like shows you how. Yeah, I did it for years and years. People tell me like, oh, what kind of and, you know, now I have a nice setup because I I work full time and everything. But people tell me like, oh, you know, can you like, yes, you can be in your closet for literally like your whole life if you want. It's not comfortable, (laughs) but it's doable. Yeah, it's good for the hermits out there there like mm-hmm. there are opportunities yeah like my husband and I live in a 400 square foot studio apartment and we've recorded hundreds if not thousands of hours of podcasts and music here so yeah I believe it and also people do it in cars you know like yeah for isolation yeah the hardcore people who work in like tv promos so they record liners you know like uh during tv shows this happens mostly in the well they do it in Canada as well but in the U.S. it's like a big big business and uh so you know the liners like next on Seinfeld you know Jerry does what you know that stuff (laughs) so those people those are called tv promos and those a lot of those people uh will work from their cars wow yeah with these little like shotgun microphones and uh yeah huh. they're like hardcore yeah i, I, I really would never have doing known that, that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's cool yeah i feel like i've listened to some podcasts like sometimes ologies the podcast that alicia and i listen to sometimes on some of the asides the host will be like i am in my car right now <laughs> like, oh yeah because she travels all over for work yeah, and it sounds amazing. Like, it's it's yeah. impressive. Like, sometimes you can't even tell. So, mm-hmm. yeah, technology has come a long way. And cars are actually just really <laughs> good. They're actually, like, they're designed acoustically, you know, for the music to sound good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, sometimes if you can sit in the back seat and put a towel in there, you're good to go. Yeah. That's my philosophy in life. Just always <laughs> put a just towel if down. I put a towel down <laughs> and it's good. Let's go. Yeah. Lily, how long have you been living in the U.S.? So I lived in the U.S. when I was a kid, you know, for two, three years as a child, like from like four years old or something like that. And then uh, we moved back to Quebec. uh, And then when I moved here, you know, now it's been nine years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And whereabouts are you? 
So I'm in Los Angeles, but Los Angeles is really big. So I used to live, you know, most people know, think of L.A., they think of West Hollywood or Hollywood or Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. So I used to live kind of in that area is actually called West L.A., but it was just like adjacent to Beverly Hills, just down the street from West Hollywood. So a very central kind of area for like a, you know, a person who would say they live in L.A., yeah. Um, and now we moved, uh, we bought a house uh, last year and we live in an air, in a neighborhood called Porter Ranch. Oh. So Porter Ranch is like, so if Venice Beach and Santa Monica are the, like the southernmost part of L.A., this is the northernmost part. Okay. Like this is the, you 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 can't go farther, you're going to hit the mountains. Okay. So uh, there, here there are wildcats. Um, oh, by that, I mean, um, you know, the kind that can eat you, <laughs> male yeah. lions or whatever. Like they're, Yeah, there are like all kinds of crazy things happening here. So we're literally, yeah, on the edge of, of Los Angeles. Huh. And on the edge of, like, wilderness. Life, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, in the, we're in the probably, you know, what they call now the wild, what is it, urban interface. Oh, yeah. Woo, woo it's a big deal here because, yeah, everybody's kind of, like, moving to these. But the, this area is old, but it is really encroaching on uh, nature. But you know what's really, really cool? There's this, um, so they're having a problem with the, um, the mountain lions. There's not enough diversity in the gene pool. Uh-huh. Oh. Because they can't, cr- there's all these highways, and right. they can't cross the highways. So some of them, their tails are kinked, and that's how they can tell that, like, Interesting. there's genetic problems. Yeah. So to increase diversity, they need to have the animals be able to go from uh, territory to territory. So there's this one architect who's funding, I mean, not himself, but he's like raising money to create this like, what you know what they do? They, they do this, they might have this even in BC, but I feel like in Alberta, they're really good at this, where they created these corridors. The like overpasses yeah. that are like, yeah, yeah. those so are really cool. Yeah, so they're trying to, they're trying to do that um, here and it would be really great for all the animals because yeah, they're all kind of trapped in their own little forests that are not yeah. I mean they're big but they're too small for those for those cats yeah, so, yeah. you don't want them to start getting weird <laughs> genetic diseases and stuff yeah. that would be no good that's really cool I think like all the sort of rewilding and like the trends to like plant or you know like uh plant more native plants and like mm-hmm. setting up spots for bees to hang out and bats and all that stuff like it's all really fascinating and cool and I like I like this trend it's a a very positive trend and it kind of has to happen you know like you know what's really I don't know we're getting onto this nature (laughs) this nature we love love animals but but this is in regard to what you just said the native plants and all that so we are just redoing the exterior of our house so it's annoying I hate it I want to I can't wait till it's over I just I hate I I hate all construction anyway we redid the driveway we repainted the house but all this was to prepare for landscaping like that's literally like that's what we wanted to do but my husband's an architect which is very annoying because he has to (laughs) do these things and stages and he can't just do the planting he has to paint the house for you know anyway I get it (laughs) uh, oh my god it's driving me insane but anyway I was just we were just really looking forward to like planting and like having this beautiful landscaping going on and we're both obsessed with plants but then we just got when the planting is supposed to happen May 23rd what date are we today the 12th so like literally three days ago we read an article and this has kind of been going around for maybe a week but, like, we actually read an article that there's a huge water ban. There's literally uh, no more water. They're banning. Right. They're only allowing once a week. And we thought 
that a lot of our plants were low water, but it turns out that no, a lot of them are medium water and they're not all they're not all native. And even some natives are not necessarily medium water. So anyway, then it turns out that it's not exactly one day a week, depends where you live. It's going to be two days a week, and there's exception with drip irrigation because they do want plants around. They just don't right. want lawns, right? So right. it really should be like a lawn ban because yeah. lawns are just, they just do nothing. So anyway, so we are having to basically get like just, yeah, just completely redo the landscaping so that oh, it's wow. all native and low water. And Yeah, but, you know, it's really cool. It's like, yeah, that's what we should have been doing. Yeah. Like, what were we thinking? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, like, it just makes sense. So now, and you know, what's cool is that a lot of the native plants, like, you'll still attract hummingbirds and all kinds. Like, it's just, it's awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just were completely unaware. We thought, we just really thought we were, <laughs> because we were planting, <laughs> we were like, we're good. We, we got this, you know? But it turns out that, yeah, a lot of it was going to suck a lot more resources than we thought. So, yeah, yeah, it's a must. You don't want to suck too too much. <laughs> don't yeah, suck. Don't suck. Don't too hard. suck. Over yeah. suck. <laughs> don't um, over suck. Yeah, the I'm just thinking of like native plants and the uh, building right beside mine that I can see from my windows right now, like and a couple other buildings on my block. Like we're in Vancouver, then they try really hard to make palm trees work, and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love a palm tree, but they're never going to grow like to too much the, rain, way too much rain. They're not going to thrive. They're just like so squat. And like, I mean, maybe they're fine. Maybe they're OK. But it's just like it's sad because, you know, like that they could be in like a more arid place and thriving. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Vancouver is for other kinds of <laughs> Vancouver's <for laughs> deciduous it's trees. A, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like other trees have a great time here. But yeah. like, we don't need to hog the palm trees here, even yeah. though they look really cool. Yeah. And like when there's snow on a palm tree, it just looks <laughs> wrong. It's sad. Yeah. It looks really like this is an uh, abomination of nature. <laughs> yeah, it's like a badly dressed human that I'm sure Alicia's seen in her retail days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always just saw one today, probably. Although I care. I like it when an outfit's like just someone's just clothes are just clothes. Like, that's my favorite now. Mm-hmm. Just functional. Just super functional. Really? So you've changed your whole... Are you talking about me? <laughs> Wearing the biggest sweater possible. This giant sweater. It's so big. Like, I wash it on warm because I'm like, it could stand to shrink a bunch, but it mm-hmm. just... It won't shrink if it's not the right fabric, it's, though. It's giant. Yeah. This was my mom's in the 80s, and it's extremely cozy. But whenever I wear it, I feel like Cookie Monster or something. Every time you pull it, it makes me feel like you're doing, like, imp- some sort of weird improvised dance. You know how I feel about improvised dance. Not good. But it combines with two loves. Improv and dance. Oh, that's true. Um, Lily, the last yes. time you worked in Vancouver, you were working at a bar. I think it was, was it the Media Club? Mm-hmm. Oh. I know that you didn't only work there, but that's one of the memories I have. I don't know if the Media Club still exists, but it used to be across from the CBC in Vancouver. It's still there, but I think they changed the name maybe a couple times since it was the Media Club to something else. Yeah, the Media Club no longer exists. I do know that. I don't know if the place is still like another kind of restaurant or something like that. But uh, yeah, the Media Club. That was... That place was kind of pivotal in my in my life. Like that place was... I spent man hours in that place. Like I must have been working like 
80 to 100 hours a week. At one point, I thought, you know, I should just install a shower. Like, I <laughs> considered calling my boss and, say, and saying, can you just, like, install a shower here? Because clearly I'm wasting time going home. <laughs> Yeah, like, how dare I you? Just, I should just live here. Yeah. And my and you know, I would drive there with our shared Andrea and I shared the sidekick. I, I bought yeah, I bought half of her sidekick. You guys are such good friends. <laughs> and I smashed it like I yeah, I got into an accident very oh, early no. on too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's called it's called the Ventura room now. Oh. Oh like after Ace Ventura. I hope so. I hope, I hope it's Jim Carrey themed. All animals. But like Jim Carrey theme before we found out about this text to his girlfriend, right? I don't what? know about this. Yeah, you what? can Google it after. What okay. is this recent? Is it bad? It's real dark. It's real dark. I just wanted to show you that Google is telling me that it's busier than usual there. But it right also now. looks like it's giving you the finger. <laughs> exactly. I'll give it straight right back. Exactly. Fuck just you. write a review. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, Ventura. Fuck room. you too. Yeah. It's actually rated pretty pretty highly. Maybe it's fine. I don't know. I have nothing against the Ventura room. I've never been. <laughs> I can tell you that it's not as good as the media club was when I was running it. Absolutely. I bet. I bet. I played there before. It was a nice place to play. There's like a proper green room and everything. Yes, you played there. Tell me. Oh, my God. What did you? I I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. I remember. I think it was on me and Jay's anniversary. It was one of our earlier anniversaries. So it was maybe eight or seven years ago. I don't know. Which, oh, okay. So yeah, it definitely was, after wasn't back in my day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this podcast is called Retail Nightmares, but you mm-hmm. can tell us a retail dream or experience. Do you want to get us started with a story? So I have one story. It's not very long, but it Perfect. really um, stuck with me. And I'm sure that every young woman will be horrified by the story as I was when it happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it took place in Montreal and not in Vancouver. I was working at an after hour bar called Sona. Oh yes. Okay. So you know it. So Mm -hmm. I was um, very lucky to work there. Actually, the owner of Sona uh, would be notorious for handpicking his bartenders. And he handpicked me. I worked at Jai Bar, which is on on Saint Laurent, <laughs> and he owned another club. Do you remember the Jai Bar? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So across the street was Angels. Yeah, that's where I kissed my first uh, young Jewish man. Oh my God, this is amazing. So Josh, you so Francois. Uh, well, can't remember his last name. Anyway, he owned Angels and he owned Sona, and so he would go out to all the clubs, and uh, he took a liking to me, not in a kind of dirty way, just in a. I think this girl um, is kind of a little tough and can handle the clients at Sona. So he got me to work in the hip hop room. Oh. So there was no, you know, there's no alcohol. It's after hours. The shift was from like one in the morning to like eight or nine in the morning. So wow. it's after hours, and all you do literally is serve water. So it's like not, there's no skills required. So high, everybody's super high. There's no skills required except that you have to be a badass and not let anybody steal the water. 
Okay. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like a crazy amount of money. Like you made a shit ton of money in one shift because it was just only Saturday nights or Friday and Saturday nights. So he had someone on the Friday. He needed someone on Saturday. I, something like that. So he asked me and it was like, and I had to really think about it because it's a night shift. You know, it's a graveyard shift. It's like, it's pretty awful, but you made a shit ton of money. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'll make a bunch of money in one, in one night. Yeah. So anyway, after a while of thinking about it, I took the job. I take the job. And I uh, start working there, and um, it was actually really cool. Like, all these guys were kind of protecting, you know, my area. And all I was doing was, like, looking down and watching the hands, like, take the water and, like, taking <laughs> the money. Like, that's all I did. It was like a vending—it wow. was a human vending machine. Anyway, this is, this is much longer than the actual story is, but— so I would, you know, dress up in my little, you know, bartending, uh, you know, gear, which usually consisted of like a tube dress, you know. Nice. And uh, and that's pretty, that was pretty much, you know, it with underwear, obviously. But um, <laughs> anyway, I had this little tube dress on and, you know, that was my getup, you know. And um, I was st- standing there and it was quiet. It was earlier. And this guy comes up to me and uh, he says, uh, hey, he's like, I I really want to, I really want to ask you um, um, something. And I was like, Okay, yeah, what is it? And he goes, Are you pregnant? <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> I was so horrified because, oh like, gosh. because I'm not a skinny girl. I'm not a big girl. I'm just like a normal kind of athletic kind of type, but I have a belly. I've always had a belly. You know, it's just my body type. Like, I just yeah. don't have a flat tummy. We need one. That's yeah. where our organs hang out. Exactly. Yeah. And so no matter, you know, how little I ate or how much partying I did where I would forget to eat or whatever, I just always had this little belly. And then this guy was like, you know, asked me if I was pregnant. And I was just like, I just stood there. And the guy was like, saw my face. And he just ran. Oh, my <laughs> he God. Just ran. Good. You needed a head start. <laughs> But now that I think of it, I wonder, like, maybe it was a bet with his friends. Like, I bet you, you can't go ask that chick, you know, if she's pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I think these evil things now. But, like, I was just horrified. And I was so kind of ashamed. And I was, like, stood there in my little two dress with nothing to hide it, my belly, you know? I was just kind of, like, standing there. Anyway, it always stayed in my mind, like, just etched in my mind. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I remember, like, uh, in the, the mid to late 90s, how tight our dresses were. They had to oh be to God. stay up. <laughs> yeah. And I would had worn one out to Chu Chai, to, on Saint-Denis, to have, like, food with friends. I'd never had vegan food made with, like, vital wheat gluten. And I didn't know that I had a gluten allergy. Oh, no. And I was wearing this beautiful dress that I bought from the store on St. Laurent Street that I couldn't afford anything in. And I just... I forget its name all of a sudden, but I've talked about it a lot in the podcast. And I wore it and I was feeling so beautiful. And it was like skin tight, navy blue, kind of shiny, just above shiny. the knees. Yes, yeah. I, mine was shiny too. Yeah, it had to be shiny. <laughs> the 90s were a shiny time. Yeah, and then I ate and then had an allergic reaction in that dress. And I just watched <sighs> like everything just expand and expand. Oh. And uh, yeah, the 90s. Oh, the name of the store was Mouvement. Move mom. Oh, I think yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that a guy familiar. named Ari owned it. He was oh quite, my a, God. quite a fixture on St. Laurent Street at the time. I think I remember. Didn't he end up owning uh, 
Oh, no, that's Dove, American Apparel. Yeah, no, so uh, he's yeah. related to Dove. Okay, excellent. They're cousins, yes, so. I believe. So we world. know the family. It's a family. Yeah. <laughs> family All in the family. <laughs> I love it. Brings back so many memories. There was, I was trying to remember a name of a bar that was right around Jai Bar, and the actor from one of the actors from Catwalk, a show that was on YTV, was there uh, one night, and he was super high, and I kept teasing him about being on Catwalk because I was such a bitch. Ah. Uh, Sometimes, do you ever think about moving back to Montreal, Lily? Uh, no. Just kind um, of over it? I, I, I do love it. You know, when I go back, it's just so, especially if you go in the summer, it's so green and it's so, uh, I do love that I'm from there. I think you're like exposed to so many cultures and um, the, just the French thing and it's close to Europe. Like, it's a very unique place in North America to kind of grow up. And yeah. um, I think it's really, really special, and I'm really proud to be from there. But it's just too darn cold in the winter, <laughs> and I just, yeah. yeah. And also, there's something. Um, although the United States infuriates me like daily, and I've had severe anxiety like that. I never thought, you know, I'm I'm an anxious person to begin with, but like the Trump years were really traumatic. I think everybody, you know, and all that stuff. But there's also something now that I live in the U.S. There's something about Canada that I'm also kind of like. Oh, Canadian. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like you just get lost. Like you literally you literally get lost at some point when you when you because I lived in Argentina as well, you know. Oh, and right. so it's like I, I've lived in all these places and you kind of get confused. There's no place that's like quite right. All of them have really great elements. But mm-hmm. I will say that um we did buy a little plot of land up in the Laurentians, like about an hour outside of Montreal, uh close to where I had a house before I moved here, uh, to LA. And and uh, I think it was just like nostalgia. I was there last summer and by a lake and it was cool weather. And here it gets so hot in the summer. It's ridiculous. Like you can't even exist. Like it's just too, it's just too hot. Yeah. And so we were up there and it was cooler weather. And I was just like, oh, let's just like spend our summers here. And we bought this <laughs> stupid plot of land and I don't know what we're ever going to do. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I do miss it. But yeah, I don't, I, I couldn't live there full time for sure. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that this, maybe this fall, I'll go back for a few days just by myself and wander around and get topped up so I can survive another few years without it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I can't imagine going back, but I do think about it sometimes. Yeah. So it's short-lived. Yeah, me too. It's there's something real. It's got a special sauce to it. There's no, there's no question about it. You know, it really does. But yeah, then you live in nice, like Vancouver. So gorgeous. When I was living in Vancouver, like there's not a day that went by that I wasn't in awe of the beauty of Vancouver. Like Montreal is cool, and it's got yeah. beauty in a kind of city way and in a cultural, cultural way, yeah. but. But, like, once you're exposed to, like, mountains and, like, the trees and just the vastness of the parks and the, I don't know, it's, it's like, in a city like Vancouver, for example, like, you have the best of both. You have the city and all the green. Yeah. And all the green. You have the green yeah. and the green. <laughs> and, the, and then all, all the weed shops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough to top that. Vancouver is probably my favorite place that I live. My only problem is the rain in the winter it really affects me. Yeah, it it's hasn't been, changed and it's been a bad one. Especially, yeah, it's been like each time we <laughs> check our weather apps, it's just like a wall of like the next 14 days, only rain. Oh, and God. Every now and then, like I'll open the blinds and I'll be like, it's not raining. And they'll be like, quick, let's go for a walk. You know, but yeah. it is even though that my husband doesn't care about rain at all. The one place we discuss moving back to Canada is always Vancouver. Huh. Yeah. A good choice. Yeah. 
Well, we'd it's, be happy to have you, but no pressure. But, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> low pressure. What is the high pressure, low pressure with the oh, weather? Oh, my God. Don't get me started with my mm. sinus headaches. And I also can my tell. hair curls up way too much when I'm up there. Oh, yeah. I can tell when it's about to rain because I'm like, my head feels wrong. <laughs> and my knees hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. My bones. I pooped myself. Yeah, I'm covered in filth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's going to rain. <laughs> Did I tell the story of the shoes I bought on Etsy in the last podcast? I can't remember. No, no. All right. I'll tell you my retail experience. Okay. So I want a pair of white sandals, <laughs> like maybe the kind I had when I was a kid, like fisherman style with a gum sole and buckles and closed toe uh, so I can ride my bike wearing them. And I saw uh, the only things that I saw were made last season. There wasn't anything really this season. And I got like a targeted ad for an Etsy account and I chose a pair of shoes. I read all the reviews. All the reviews are like amazing. I'm only going to buy my shoes from here. Best place ever. Oh, I love it so much. And I checked the size range and I hit purchase and I see my package traveling from China. And I hadn't realized that I was purchasing through China, which of course, China makes lots of great things. But I had not thought that these sandals were coming from China. I thought they were coming from someone in North America. And they arrive and I open the box and they look kind of small and I ordered a size bigger than I usually take just in case like I took a half size larger and the buckles aren't sewn on <laughs> just this. so sew it yourself <laughs> <laughs> and they're still kind of wet from something like what because they're like like they're apparently like they're handmade when you order them but they don't really look like what I expected hmm. and uh, I try them on and I think that they kind of fit and I keep trying to figure out, is it me or the buckle? Like, is this just a different kind of buckle? Is a buckle that it's more common in Asian countries? And I don't understand how it's supposed to work. And so I keep trying to figure out how to put the buckle on. And then I just, I message the person. I was like, uh, I think that it's just too small. And the buckles weren't sewn on. And the options I have are to return them at my own cost, even though they were not made properly. And then I'll get a refund for whatever, you know. The difference. The difference is, or I can give them an additional $45 and they will send me the right pair. <laughs> I just, what? I just oh don't even know God. what to do. I've just put them in the closet and uh, I'm thinking about it. But he, he also said, oh, can you send me a picture of the issue? And I'm like, oh, maybe these are special buckles that I've just never seen before. But I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. That no. is but they And they also like smell funny because it. <laughs> Probably had like some sort of anti like fire retardant. Yeah, mold <laughs> spray on them. Yeah. And I want the dog to touch the paper from the. It wasn't even paper. It was like a strange web-like uh, plastic film. It was really Whoa. not what I expected. I've never really ordered a lot from Etsy. Usually, it's artisans on there. Like I, that's what I thought, but yeah. I think that I was wrong. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's really and, wrong. And vintage. Well, I bought like. I bought a pair of sandals from Etsy. I can't even remember like a couple years ago and it, it was like during the pandemic, but it took so long that I got them in September. And so I was like, well, I'll put these away <laughs> and wear them next spring. Um, but they were the same sort of style of like made when you order them. Yeah. And then the account sent me a message and I didn't realize also 
it was like the sandal making shop in Mexico. And so they sent me like a message to thank me for my purchase in Spanish. And I was like, finally, I get to use like my grade eight Spanish to respond. That was yeah, that was more the experience that I was anticipating from my sandal purchase. Yeah, you were like, Hola. <laughs> uh, make and no disrespect to the sandal maker in China. Like they're, they're very cute. The quality is not quite what I expected, but they also weren't $300. Like the yeah. only other pair that I saw that I liked. Wow. But yeah, it was just like weird. Now I just have it. Yeah. Have them to deal with. And I just can't. I don't want to <laughs> message them again. I just feel like I should find someone that they fit and continue to wear Birkenstocks. I'm curious to see them. I want to like, I'm trying to imagine like what these weird buckles are yeah Yeah, i'll send you a picture afterwards i don't know because of the buckle situation but they're quite like if i had known they were coming from china i would have ordered an even bigger size because size is so different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like they had a u.s size chart and i chose (laughs) i have i don't really um Everything that's happened in this transaction is absolutely my fault. <laughs> so shoes, yeah, shoes are yeah. hard to buy online. I didn't really think it through, and yeah, I'm really sick of buying things online. I've wasted so much money. I'm over it. Yeah, and I just want to not have these shoes in my house anymore. Yeah, I'll help. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'll. I vow to help. But that's the kind of thing too. Like sometimes I buy stuff if it's really cheap and it didn't work out or whatever. I'll bring it to the Goodwill or whatever. But yeah. that's the kind of stuff where like if they don't even work, you're like you gotta yeah. bring them to Goodwill. You're like, mm, these will not be useful to anyone. Yeah, Would you please take them. If I can figure out the them. buckle situation, if the buckle is really that I just don't understand it, mm-hmm. um, I can get a shoe if you want to see. I'm curious. Okay, I'll go get a shoe. You're gonna hear <laughs> Hank get up too. I'll be right back. Okay. So this is the shoe. It's a little, can you see? I never know where the camera is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the buckle. Like that. Oh, it's like a, oh, that, does it not clip on or something? That's weird. It can actually clip on, but it's quite complicated. Like it looks like that part should be on. Like it goes like that. So I think it might be just a different type of closure. Yeah. yeah. But but it theoret- theoretically could just slip out. I don't hmm. know. Maybe like, yeah. I used to have shoes Maybe? like that as a kid too. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, they're cute. If they work. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might be a little bit small. I'm gonna measure measure them again. But anyways, that's the story. Those are the shoes. They don't feel wet anymore, which is great. That's good. <laughs> no longer wet. No longer wet, which is my goal. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, do you have a retail thing? Fully dried out. Um, I'm fully dried out. Uh, mm. This past week, I have just been trying to uh, repopulate my gut flora, basically. Okay. I, so that's my exciting thing. Uh, so I choose to... Um, Instead of telling a retail nightmare, I have a question for our guest. Oh. And it's actually, it like uh, ties in perfectly with your retail nightmare where someone asked you very rudely if you were pregnant, 
But I happened to Google your name when I found out you were being our guest. <laughs> and I looked at your IMDb page and I saw that you were in a little movie called Alien versus Predator Requiem playing a pregnant woman. And I just if you want to talk about it, you don't have to. I know it was a long time ago, but I I would just like to know what that was like. <laughs> you know, that is so funny that you bring that up because. Okay, so this is actually a Vancouver story. So yeah. I had uh, quit the media club and I was going to fly solo. I was going to be, you know, an artist and stop, you know, because I was booking the media club. I was booking, you know, all these bands and it was amazing. I met so many amazing artists and I loved my time there because I got to work with these amazing artists. But then I was like, okay, it's time for me to be an artist. <laughs> so I, I decided because I was doing voiceovers kind of on the side for so many years. And so I thought, I'm going to do this full time now, you know, and if if it doesn't work, at least I'll, I'll have tried. But in the meantime, like while I was kind of building my kind of business, my voiceover business, I was in the acting unions and you could do extra work. Like what they do on film sets, they'll they'll be like, we need X amount of extras. And first they need to be like the first 20 need to be union members. Right. Okay. And it was really good money. So I, uh, as a union member to, to go, so I gave my name to this agency and they would call me once in a while. So one day they call me, they're like, okay, look, this is a three-day thing. You got to go to the hospital out in, it's like an abandoned hospital. Like there were so, there were so many in Vancouver, unfortunately, it's very sad. Um, but go to this place, this dark, wet, scary place and for three <laughs> days and we'll pay you tons of money and it'll be great. So I'm like, okay. So I go there. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, you're going to be in a group. You're going to be the pregnant, the pregnant ladies. Oh, and, shit. and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be the pregnant ladies. And so they put us in a corner and they give us these, these kind of outfits. And uh, then we sit there for like probably two days, you know. And on the third day, they're like, all right, we need one of you to be featured and you're going to have aliens coming out of your tummy. Ah! Who wants to do, who wants to or, do that's it? That's where babies come from. <laughs> that's where babies come from. Who wants to do it? And and I was like, ah. Uh, and then the other girl that was with me, she's like, I don't want to be featured. I'll want to be in the background. I don't want to have any time on camera. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna do it. So they placed me in this chair. It was like a 12 hour ordeal. <laughs> I was like in this kind of a super uncomfortable chair because like there's a guy underneath me who's a puppet master. Uh-huh. But get this, the guy, so, and I had all this, like, uh, special effects. Yeah, goo, goo for days. Like, oh, it was cold, and it was gooey, and it was so uncomfortable. But this guy, the puppet master, who was, like, manning these three aliens in my tummy, um, goes, he goes to me, he goes, wow, you have a great voice. And I'm like, you do, too. He's like, oh, I actually do voiceovers on the side. And I'm like... I do too. (laughs) And he actually hooked me up with this voiceover coach that I coached with. And she helped me back in those days a ton. Like she helped me bring my game up so much. Wow. (laughs) And I did so well after coaching with her. And she helped me get, I mean, many people helped me get my green card, but she was one of the people who wrote like a really nice letter, you know, to get my American uh, green card. And anyway, so it's kind of a fateful 
actual shoot. It was really, you know, but yeah, I sat there for 12 hours, literally no direction. And they're just like, okay, these puppies are going to come out of your belly and you're just going to scream. Like you're just going to be scared and you're going to scream. And I hadn't acted properly, like taken a proper acting lesson in years. And I just was literally just cold and shivering. (laughs) Just like so uncomfortable. I never, I don't think I ever met the directors. Like nobody, like nobody told me anything. Wow. Like, like people are like, how did you prepare for that role? I'm like, I didn't. I, I just sat. was like, <laughs> I sat uncomfortably for like 12 hours and uh, I screamed when the things came out of my belly and like that was it. So yeah. And it was in an, like in an abandoned hospital and everybody had stories. Everybody was like, oh, I saw a ghost, like somebody, there was a man and then he wasn't there. And everybody had a story about that place. It was, was just- Was the one in New West? It might have been. It was It was far out. What's I can't, it called? I can't think of the name now, but they would shoot like X-Files and stuff there all the yes. time. Yeah. It it's was so the one where they shoot. scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was a scary place, I have to say. And it was freezing the whole time. And uh, yeah, so that's my story. I have seen the movie. And so when I, I don't know why, it's like at the very bottom of your IMDb. <laughs> like, I don't know why. It's so old. <laughs> it like jumped out of me. I was like, Alien versus Predator, Requiem. Uh, I and then I saw your role and I was like, I remember that. Like I remember yeah. the like maternity ward stuff because it. I I had never seen a movie that went that dark. It's like really we're going for the babies and the babies. Like okay, like wow, they actually did that. And people like I didn't. You know I can't watch scary movies, so I never watched it. I literally just took my money and I ran. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I just, I had no context for it um, at all. But then like years later, you know, like I put my voiceover stuff on YouTube and I have like a, you know, YouTube channel. And then lo and behold, this, I put this clip on it, literally just for (laughs) acting for, you know, whatever. And I put this clip on it and it gets like, I don't know, like thousands and thousands and thousands of views on this clip and then all these weird people Uh make the weirdest 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 comments like oh my god so and then i find out that it's like this hated like people are like i hate that scene and like just like and (sighs) anyway it's just generate and you know and of course it makes sense i mean like freaking aliens coming out and you know it's horrible it's horrible um i did try to watch it you know but i yeah, I can't watch the whole thing, but I just know it's horrifying it's, and it's not, horrible. You're not missing anything. And I, I love that something positive came out of your participation in it because like, right. that's the best possible outcome. Uh, I was worried you were going to be like, uh, it was a nightmare and I don't want to talk about it. Please don't bring it up. And I was I was going to be like, I appreciate that. That's fine. But I'm really glad that the, the puppeteer uh, was like a fellow voice actor. That's... Uh, a nice coincidence. Yeah, it's so cool. And we're still in touch and we have the same birthday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's this really cool guy. He was in Vancouver. He moved now. He's South African and he was living in Vancouver during those years, being a puppet master, transitioning his career. And oh. now he's really successful. He moved back to South Africa. And uh, yeah, so I actually have, you know, people are like, oh, was it horrible? Exactly like you thought. Was it horrible? Like, oh. And I was like, actually, it was, <laughs> it was a really great experience. But people hate that scene. So, yeah, but it was good for me. It's, I can't remember if, because there's several Alien versus Predator movies, and I can't remember if it's that one. I've seen all of them because I am a completionist, despite like, I've seen all the Hellraiser movies except for the, oh the final one, which I had to stop. It was just too bad. 
But one of the Alien versus Predator movies I watched it when I was in Roswell, New Mexico. Like we were just staying in a hotel for one night there and we turned on the TV and there was like Alien versus Predator was on and we were like, well, this is fitting. Like, you know, every wow. every business has like a sculpture of a an alien in front of it. Like it's like that's the whole town is aliens but i think you're into aliens because who the hell goes to roswell Mexico? well i was on tour like my explain yourself my band was on tour and we oh, were going to be passing okay. through and we're like there's roswell and we have a night off in between shows like might as well so we went to the ufo museum which is amazing it's just oh like a, a town it's like a tourist trap but it's all very like kitschy alien stuff. So very cool. Very yeah. cool. I have a friend who will be jealous to hear that you went there. It's I mean, I don't think it has changed since like the 70s. So mm -hmm. it's there. Speaking of oh, scary things. It's time for our segment. a demon what kind of demon would you be if i was a demon i would be a demon that can make people cry oh, oh. specifically i would make vladimir putin cry yeah, like sucks. a baby <laughs> and i would make it impossible for him to stop and he would be so debilitated by this crying that then there could be a coup there. And he, could, he, could, yeah. he could lose power. Just and, like days uh, yeah. of crying. Yeah. It's actually like a superhero idea that I had where she's like, her name is Hero E. She's like mm. an empathy hero. She she can make people have empathy. But then I thought, no, 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 this is way better as a demon. Yeah. <laughs> like they make people cry. They make all these evil people cry. It's freaking great. It would really shift like how people viewed him if he cracked. I think people might have the balls to like, you know, take over because people are so afraid of him. But yeah, if you could just make him cry like a baby, imagine, and he wouldn't be able to stop. Yeah. Like that would be I great. I think of other things. But yeah, that's a good place to start. <laughs> I thought I thought E was going to stand for estrogen because I was going to say you can just make people cry by giving them the imbalance of hormones and mm -hmm. <laughs> they'll cry all the time. Feels That's good. like a pharmaceutical demon. That's great, yeah. too. <laughs> Big pharma demon? <laughs> yeah, get in line. There's a lot of demons in that world. Yeah, that's good. So would you have like, would you have a demonic form or would you be invisible would you be like a big onion, <laughs> a big cut yeah, onion? I'll take the onion. I'll definitely take the onion. <laughs> you, you know what I do when, I, when I, I'm so tired of crying when I cut onions that I now wear goggles, <laughs> swimming yeah, goggles. So I, I do I'd too. Be, right? 
It's <laughs> yeah. freaking amazing. It's, I can't believe I didn't think about that before. So I would be like an onion with goggles on so I didn't make myself oh, cry. Oh. I would be immune to my own crying. I love it. <laughs> I love that image. That's so good. Yeah, I always put on my like swimming goggles and I know I look really weird in the kitchen because it's like pulling your hair back and squishing your face. But I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to have this feeling anymore. Yeah, it's not the sexy look, but it's definitely feels better. Open yeah. it sexy to somebody. Yeah. I guess. I just watched a, mo- a movie from 1988 uh, with River Phoenix in it. And there, it's like River Phoenix and Martha Plimpton. And there's a scene where she like comes over to his house and he like goes to meet her and he's crying. And she's like, what's wrong? And he was just like cutting onions. But it's like <laughs> really, really crying. It was, it was, It was a good movie. I liked it. Running on empty. I know I've seen it. I enjoyed it. Jessica, if you were a demon, what kind of demon would you be? I would be a demon that uh, would keep you from sleeping. Oh. But not in an insomnia way. It would just be, uh, I, I think I'm haunted by this demon, basically. So this is why I thought of it. The longer you stay awake, the more energy that you get. And so you think you never need to sleep and you never want to sleep. But mm. uh you're eventually just going to turn to goo, basically. Um, you're going to start vibrating <laughs> at like a ultra high frequency that's at first imperceptible and then you don't even realize it. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm my eye is twitching. Oh, my everything is twitching. And then you just like vibrate yourself into goo because that's what happened to me. I stayed up until 530 the other night and then I only slept for three and a half hours. But then I was just like jazzed and I was like, oh, no, I'm twitching. <laughs> <laughs> the twitching has begun. Hadn't done that in a very long time, but I still got it. Oh, it's awful. I hate that feeling of not being able to sleep. It's brutal. <sighs> it's weird too because obviously Jay um Jay didn't sleep either and he had the appropriate response of being exhausted and, you know, like wanting to nap and I was just like, I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I've got the like no sleep mania. Awful. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, what about you, Alicia? What kind of demon would you be? Uh, that's a good question. I would be a demon that when there's like a really cool person and like everyone thinks they're really cool, but maybe they're like also not super, like super cool. They're like, they're so good at like stuff that whenever they go to throw something in the garbage, they can do like an overhead throw and it gets into the garbage can and everyone's <laughs> like, that person's cool. I would just move the garbage can just a little bit. <laughs> Nice, you know, take them down a notch. Yeah. Keep people humble. Yeah. Yeah. That's a noble demon. I I support this demon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm all for not, uh, for always missing. So so (laughs) much to the point that like whenever I finish a can of like soda water, my favorite thing to do instead of accidentally knocking it over later, my favorite thing to do is just throw it far away from me, but not at any specific spot. It makes the loudest noise and it's always uh, surprising. It's always like whoever you're with is like, what? And it's like, whatever. It's just like a few drops of water. It's fine. I love it. I always pretend to throw my letter on the ground to make my friends (laughs) laugh, but then I have to pick it up. So like it's worth, it's kind of like when I used to do the pratfalls before I became like just a, a fragile body. I love the reaction, but it immediately re- results in me having to do something I don't want to do. <laughs> we just bend down and pick it up. Pick yeah. It up, yeah. But it's, it's uh, every time I do it. Um, I think we're pretty good demons. Yeah. 
I like it. I like all three of us. Mine is not as uh, a positive as a, a demon as either of yours, but I think your demon is is a uh, an ADHD. Yeah, symptom. <laughs> I was just yeah. gonna say it's, yeah. it's just ADHD. You have that like it's just what I have. Too much, too much energy. Yeah, it's just getting it at the wrong time of day. Yeah. Not wrong time of day, you're at the ADHD time of day. Right for me, right for yeah. this demon, for sure. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. It's time for Puppo of the Week. Who is your Puppo of the Week? Okay, I kind of have um, three Puppos. Perfect. <laughs> That's allowed. <laughs> but yeah. there was one, okay, so there's one from a, a week that happened many, many weeks ago when yes. I was living in Vancouver with Andrea. <laughs> Is it Bruce? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Who's Bruce? I'm so happy you remember Bruce. I think about Bruce often. <laughs> He's unforgettable. Um, Bruce is this, what kind of cat is that? Persian. <laughs> Persian. He's this Persian cat. He had a, a bunch of odd behaviors, but he just was, yeah, he just had a bunch of, now that I know so much more about cats, I'm sure we could figure it out. <laughs> but at the time we were, we were cat, we were cat ignorant. <laughs> Cat ignorant. Cat so we just didn't know anything. But anyway, my puppo was that um, Bruce, one of the first mornings I woke up there after moving in, he was sitting down. And you know how Bruce used to sit? Like to sit literally like a, like a human with his paws between his legs and a hunched back, like staring into oblivion. Aww. And I walked, you know, out from like my room, went to the kitchen and he was like in the middle of the living room, like staring at the wall. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> so that had to be a popo of that week. Aww. My other quick popo is from an Instagram feed. Um, this cat was imitating. I'm really into cats. Uh, I love dogs, but I just happened to rescue a cat, uh, you know, since last year. So now I'm really into oh. cats. <laughs> but uh, this cat was like the owner of the cat was limping and was using a crutch. And so the cat was like limping. <laughs> <laughs> like imitating her, like oh, right, like sweet. walking next to her. It was so cute. And then my my real puppo was is our cat Milo. We've been training him. We train him like a dog. It's you can click, you can click or train your cat. It's for real. He sits. He gives a paw. He turns around. He does all these oh. stupid things. And one of the things he did the other day, he was in the studio. And as you can see, like behind me, I have these padded walls. So I have this padded stuff on my door of the studio and usually like he'll come and sleep in the studio a little bit. And when he wakes up, I open the door for him. But I guess I was distracted and the door was kind of open, but just not enough for him to get out. And he stuck his paw with the nails in on the fabric and he pulled the door. Oh, wow. So smart. And I was like, yeah, cat, you're opening doors. Holy shit. So it was really cute. He's like the opposite of Bruce. Yeah, he's a very high-performing cat. He's very food-motivated. And like, who needs a thumb? You can work around it and still you, open yeah, things. Yeah. It's impressive. Who needs a thumb when you have five knives? That's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, real Freddy Krueger style. Um, yeah. What does Milo look like? What what sort of cat is he? Milo's a little ginger. He's like white mm. and ginger. Uh, he's, he's like a, a ginger tuxedo almost. Yes. Yes. You saw him, right? On Instagram? Yeah. The yeah, best he's of both worlds. Yeah. He's a little rescue that we... I always dreamed of meeting a cat, like 
that he would come to my door. And this cat literally, I think we moved in to actually onto his territory. <laughs> I think this house was his property and we uh. moved in. And then he was like, I come with the house <laughs> and that's the deal here. And we were like, you're adorable. Uh. So you stink. He does stink just like a dog, which is very odd. But and he actually acts like a dog. Maybe he was raised with dogs or he was there's dogs in the community that are also strays. Yeah, I don't know, but he's a, he's very much like a dog. He's stra- like he starts run- I'll call him if he's outside cuz he still that goes outside. I'll call him and he runs like a dog back into the <sighs> house. It's so funny. He follows me everywhere just like a dog. It's very odd. Very wow. cute. Wow. I love it. I love dog style cats. Dog cats, right? Exactly. Yeah, they're great. Because yeah, cats suck. All great photos. <laughs> I mean, just I just joking. don't like the aloofness of some cats. And so if they're yeah. much more like gregarious, I'm all for it. And yeah. that just makes them more dog like. What about you, Alicia? Who's your puppo? One puppo is Sally White's dad. Steve White. Steve White. I met Steve for the first time. Um, ah. Sally and I found some things on Facebook Marketplace that we wanted to buy from a person two pieces of furniture that for some reason the two of us thought would fit in the back of her Subaru. Um, Sally had bronchitis as well. So we made these purchases. We put a deposit on these two pieces of furniture, two dressers. She's going to take the long one. I was going to take the tall one and arranged for it to happen. And I, the whole time I was thinking, I don't think that these are going to fit in Sally's car. Like maybe mine will, but certainly not Sally's. And then we were thinking about rescheduling and the person that was selling them to us couldn't. And Sally texted back like five seconds later. She's like, oh my gosh, my dad's in town with his truck. And he just saved our asses. Like we had no idea what we were doing. These pieces of furniture, like my back still hurts from lifting it. Um, Steve has a lot of core strength for a man in his 60s. I appreciated that help. And yeah, he was able to fit both pieces in his truck and drop mine off at my house and hers off at her house. And uh, very sweet, very kind. Sometimes you just need some a dad, you know? like someone else's mm. dad will do for sure. And that was the case. Like really missing, like I keep calling my dad from Home Depot and being like, is this the thing that I need? You know? <laughs> so I, I, I feel really grateful. He's definitely a puppo. My other puppo was Hank. He's so cute right now. And uh, Lee from Oh Hello Lee Pottery came over to drop off an order today. And Oh, nice. Yeah. And I realized that Hank is like pretty like aloof now compared to when he was a puppy. Like he doesn't, interact with people as much anymore Hmm. and then as soon as like someone leaves he's like back to being a party boy and i'm like why didn't you party with the person that was here (laughs) but he's like party his exclusive party members i guess yeah after hours club yeah water we only sell water (laughs) and uh, bully sticks 20 dollar bottle of water and sardines um jessica who's your puppo of the week i have several because i did something that I haven't done in a very long time this week, which was apply to a job. Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is the day that the deadline is. It was like, the deadline is Wednesday at 1 p.m. Okay, so I was like, thinking about a cover letter, thinking about what I would put on my resume, but I wasn't actually writing it and editing it until totally. the Tuesday. But then I started doing it. And then all of a sudden, it was 530 in the morning. And I was like, wow, this took way longer than I thought it would. But I was pretty happy with what I wrote. But then I woke up after like, three and a half hours of sleep. And I was like, okay, before I submit it, I just want someone to look it over. But you know, it was the middle of the morning for most people who are working. So I was just sort of looking to see which of my friends were online. And I messaged a couple of them and I was just like, are you busy right now? Do you have a moment to look over? And so one of the 
people that I messaged was a former guest, Jarrett Sampson, who, although he was working and he's busy organizing VanCAF, the like Vancouver Comic Arts Festival right now, which is coming up soon. He not only looked at my cover letter and resume, he and his wife, Penny, both completely did like a unsolicited rewrite on it. And they were like, we think you need to like sell yourself a little harder. So we like rearrange some stuff. And, we, and they're like, you didn't include these things. And and I, at first I was sort of like taken aback being like, you rewrote it. Like I spent hours doing that. I'm so proud of it. But then as soon as I read it, I was like, oh my God, you're right. This is so much better. <laughs> like, and so that was like, so, so touching. Uh, so I took most of their, their changes. And then the other friend who I messaged was, also former guest, Alex Hudson, who's a professional journalist. Uh, so he went through and did like a grammatical sort of, you know, told me where I should add commas and change the dashes to M dashes. And this can be a semicolon and this shouldn't be a semicolon. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed. So it was so thoughtful and helpful and everyone sort of delivered more than I thought. So they're all puppos of my heart. So Jarrett, Penny, Alex, and Jay, who also stayed up until 5.30 with me and then was so sleep deprived, but came up with so many good synonyms, like liaise. Oh, I got to use liaise <laughs> on the right. resume. Yeah. And uh, Regan and Christina, my other friends, Bridget and Tesla, they all, they all helped out. They all like sent tips and read over things. And it was very, very, you know, like when you haven't done something in a while and you know you can do it, but it like, it really helps to have the confidence and the support. Totally. Yeah. And to be like, yeah, I can do this. You're right. And like realizing that like people know you and understand you and they're like, here's what you were trying to say. And I'm like, that was what I was trying to say. Thank you. It's nice. It's a nice feeling. It's been a while. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's amazing. All puppos. Yeah. So I'll let you know if I hear back from this job. I'm just refreshing sure, my email every, every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> forever yeah. my professional email that i only use for applying to, for jobs oh not palacious no it's too, too. Yeah, I can see it's, like, it's like how i don't use tobinator yeah exactly lily if people want to buy your books if they want to hear your work if they want to go to your website if they want to look at you on youtube <laughs> how do they do that they just google lily wexu and that's l-i-l-i W-E-X-U. I always have to spell it out. I spell it out with my hands. Um, but yeah, my website, lilywexuvoiceovers.com. To get the books, it's getcleverabout.com because it's get clever about voice acting and announcing, but you can just go to getcleverabout.com. And on YouTube, um, yeah, my channel, I think it's just lilywexu voiceovers. So it should be pretty uh, easy to find. Cool. Right. I have a question for you as a, you know, someone who uses their voice professionally all the time. Do you have any tips? I know I should uh, read your books to find this out, but do you have any tips for treating your voice right? I'm in the middle of recording an album right now and I'm like, I'm doing all my warm ups and, you know, trying not to stress it out. But I'm like, if you have any insider tips that it's going to cost you, you, Jessica, <laughs> I'll pay gladly. Now, all this all this information is available online um, <laughs> for free. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing is for sure like hydrate and yeah. the breathing. Breathing exercises um, are totally underrated. People don't do them because we're lazy and I, you know, and I'm having like big 
breathing issues right now in my, in my work because of allergies. I'm totally congested. And anyway, it's a whole thing. But what I'm having to learn now is to, and I did this, you know, those warm-ups that you said that you do, they're really honestly like just never, never give them up. Like, yeah. they're just so important to give your voice a chance and just breathe through your belly, you know, which you do when you sing, right? You're a singer, I'm assuming, because you're doing the warm-up. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just, uh, singing is actually a really healthy thing to do, but it's all about breathing, breathing through your belly. Those are big, big exercises. Hydrating and not yell, I don't know, yeah, not yelling unless you know how to do it properly. <laughs> yeah, <know>. yeah, that can <laughs> really know. shred shred your voice. Yeah, so, and, you know, sleep, I know your demon is <laughs> keeping you awake. Yeah, But sure. sleeping, like, yeah, and everybody's amount is different, but, yeah, sleep is, is really important for the voice. Those three things, I think, are the most important. And not overdoing it. Yeah, knowing so, when to stop, for sure. Yeah, because I've I've actually lost my voice from over speaking, if you can believe it. Very traumatic experience. So just knowing when to shut up, <laughs> and uh, which I really have trouble with, clearly. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a big one. I'll leave you with that. That's your next book, knowing when to shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need to, to buy that book and read it cover to cover. Um, yeah, those are all I. Breathing exercises are always the ones where I'm like, I got this. I'll just, you know, skip through it. But then whenever you do it, you're like, wow, I feel good. That feels feels good. And it's literally helping your voice. Like you don't even realize it, like how much it's helping you, but it's just, it's helping you so much. Yeah. It's helping your whole body too. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I basically, I know what I need to do and I should just start doing more yoga. And that is because I always feel better when I do it. And then I'm like, I don't want to. It's too too much. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like eating carrots instead of chocolate. You know, mm, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. No, Why do thank it? you. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, I said I would get to the bottom of what the um, food poisoning was. We figured it out. It was a chocolate bar. Oh, no. yeah, because I had like probably five or six pieces of this chocolate bar, and then that's the next morning when I woke up uh, feeling terrible, and then. This week, Jay had a couple pieces and it made him sick. And he was like, that's what it is. Because he never, like, he has the strongest stomach of anyone I know. And it even made him sick. So tainted chocolate. Yeah, I know. I was like, this is, I never thought chocolate could be the enemy. How no could way. They do Chocolate's to supposed to be, make you feel good. Yeah. If I learned anything <laughs> from Kathy, it's that. Ack. Yeah, chocolate is my whole personality. Um, Alicia, if people want to buy your book, where can they do that? You can buy it on the internet. You can buy it from my publisher, Arsenal Pulp Press. Uh, You can order it through your book man. (laughs) Your book man. (laughs) The book man. And if you want to come see us live, we will be at the New West Library Wednesday, May 25th between 6 and 8 p.m., part of a podcast panel, and it should be pretty fun. Right, Jessica? Yeah, it's basically a road trip we're going on. (laughs) Yeah, we're going on a a fun road trip. It's the first time we have uh, talked about the podcast in person in a long time. Yeah. So I think we should get ice cream afterwards. Hell yeah. Well, we know that it's really close to a Dairy Queen. (laughs) Amazing. I can't wait to take the train (laughs) after having Dairy Queen. Um. Jessica, if people want to buy a tote bag, if they want to donate to our Patreon account. I say do it. Go for do it. Do both. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Retail Nightmares is where we put all sorts of bonus stuff. 
and you can be a patron for as little or as much as you want. It can be five bucks. It can be five million bucks, whatever you yeah. want. If you have to do it, yeah, you have to give us five million dollars. Yeah, okay. like for taxes or whatever. Like if, yeah, if you, you want to, yeah, we're like a, to launder your money. Swiss bank. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Cayman Islands. Um, or if you want to buy some merch, you can go to retailnightmares.bigcartel.com and I'll mail you some merch. Also, I am moderating a panel at VanCaf, which is May 22nd at the Roundhouse Performance Center from 3.30 to 4.15. And Adam D'Souza, Becca Tobin, and Doug Savage are the artists on that panel. There's a bunch of other cool panels moderated by former guests of this podcast Aaron Reed, Gil Galetsky, and Hiller Goodspeed. So check it out. I love it. So this is it, Lily. It's That's been it. amazing spending time with you. I'm so glad you got to meet my friend, Jessica. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, come back anytime. Such a great guest. Thank you so uh, much. For our listeners, be safe. We love you. Take care of each other. Okay, bye. We bye. love you. Thanks for bye having bye. me. Bye. Mm-hmm.